The John Morris Show, episode 76. 76, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Hey there, my name's John Morris. I'm a former U.S. Army veteran turned freelance web developer. And my goal for you at this podcast is twofold. First, I want to help you learn how to code. Second, I want to help you turn that code into a full-time living. Because if you're like me, what you want is the freedom, the satisfaction, and the income that you get from being a high-profile web developer. So if that's you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube so you never miss an episode. You can find all my past episodes and get subscribed at johnmorrisonline.com slash johnmorrisshow. Also, as you get value from the show, consider becoming a supporting listener on Patreon because you'll help keep the show free for everyone and you'll get access to exclusive courses, source code, and Q&A sessions available only to supporting listeners. Visit johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, to become a supporting listener. All right, let's get into this episode. All right, don't lie. You know you've thought about it. Hey everybody, John Morris here. Welcome back to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. Got a funny title for you for this episode, Woman Arrested for Defecating on Boss's Desk After Winning the Lottery. This was actually something I saw the other day online, and of course, I had to click through. The clickbait got me. I had to click through, and I had to look and see if this was actually true. Now, the first website I looked it up on it, obviously, it didn't say either way, but I checked out the website, and it was a satire website. Turns out it wasn't true. There's this mugshot. It's of... It's of a lady that was arrested, but it's for was for something totally different. So, turns out it wasn't true, dang it. But, in a way, I'm kind of shocked that it wasn't. Because, I mean, who hasn't thought of making some sort of epic exit to their day job? I know when I was still doing that kind of thing that I used to. But, the thing is, and this is what I want to kind of lean into with this episode is, and I see a lot of people do this, they kind of, uh, I call it waiting for Godot. If you've never uh, heard of that, then maybe go ahead and give that a Google. But you don't need to win the lottery. The The idea of waiting for you to win the lottery is this idea of something from outside of you swooping in and kind of rescuing you from the life that you live in that you maybe don't enjoy as much as you want to. So you don't need that. In fact, I think if you look, you know, there's stories that have been told about this, but a lot of lottery winners, they lose their money within all of their money within a few years and they're back to broke within a few years. Now, it's probably a pretty awesome few years. And of course, there's always exceptions to the rules, but we all think we're going to be the exception. But the majority of cases, those people aren't. And that's because they they really didn't work for it. They really didn't earn it. They maybe don't appreciate it as much. And they, more importantly, they don't know what to do with it because they haven't walked the path that it takes to get there. So 
Not only do you not need to win the lottery, I'm kind of of the mind that maybe you don't even want to. Now, obviously, I'm not going to. My wife still kind of does that stuff. And, hey, if she won one day, I'm not going to turn it down. But uh, that's not really my mindset of looking for something outside of me. I'm looking for what's inside of me to get me to where I want to go. So, again, you don't need to win the lottery. Or to put it another way, you already have the winning lottery ticket. Now, I know that there's all these kind of self-help, positive thinking people out there that say that kind of thing all the time. So you may have heard that before. But that's not what I, I'm not talking about in the way that they're they're saying it. So I know it sounds cliche, but in this case, it's actually true. Because if you think about it, what do you think the world will look like 10 years from now? Can you even imagine the technology that will exist? or 20 years, or 30 years. Now, if it's hard for you to understand the point or to, to, to get what I'm getting at, just think about what it looked like just 10 years ago, 2006. I can barely remember 2006, but I, knew, but I know that cell phones, right? I think at that time, or maybe just shortly before that, the Razor was like the ne- new big thing. And it it was awesome because it was flipping. It could take pictures or something like that. I mean, that was the kind of technology that we were all freaking out about just 10 years ago. Now think 20 years ago, 1996. I was still in high school. I mean, I, I, don't, did, I don't even think cell phones existed at that time or they were just coming. I remember my dad had this... Um, old bag phone. Now for you kids out there listening to this, you'd be like, what a bag phone. Yes. It was like this big bag that would unzip and you'd fold out this big clunky, it would look like a house phone, but it had a little antenna on it and you pick it up and all it did was you dialed numbers and it made phone calls, but it was like the coolest thing ever. And so we used to drive around with that. And my dad's car used to drive around with this bag phone and we just thought it was cool. So That was the technology just 20 years ago. You go back 30 years to 1986. I mean, you know, computers, I think, were uh, some side project in in some lab somewhere. So uh, I know they've been around for a little bit longer than that. But, you know, the regular people had really had no clue about computers, I don't think. Or they were just starting to come onto the scene. I was five at the time, so I... To be honest, I don't even know what was going on then. So if you can take a look back and see where technology was in 10, 20, 30 years, then try to project forward 10, 20, 30 years, you can kind of start to get a sense of where we might be. And the thing about technology is it's not just, it's not a linear progression. It's an exponential progression. Because we use the new technology to create new technology. So we become more efficient. We not only progress in our understanding, but we become more proficient at doing that. So we actually, the timelines for new advances get shorter and shorter and shorter. I mean, I remember when a gigabyte was like this huge amount of a gigabyte. Are you kidding me? What am I going to do with all that space? Now I've about filled up a terabyte of my Google Drive. I I mean, I couldn't even fathom a terabyte just 10 years ago. 
So nobody back then could have fathomed the world we live in now. And technology, whether we like it or not, that's where we're headed. It is the future. The internet, whether we like it or not, is the future. And what that means is you as a developer, whether you like it or not, are the future. Because the skill set that you're chasing is the bedrock of what's to come. It's the foundation. It's how it's going to be done. And that makes you massively important. And you shouldn't forget that. And you shouldn't sell yourself short. It's kind of this thing, if you, if you kind of move around, I know especially the circles I am, I'm in, you kind of have business people and marketers who tend to, oh, developers or, you know, maybe a dime a dozen, I can go get this person over here, that person over there, tends to be a little bit of, I don't know, dismissive thinking from the business world about developers. Don't let them do that to you. They need you. And sure, maybe they can find another developer, but will that developer be as good as you? This is why I talk all the time about selling on value and about being valuable. The way you win that game, the way you stop someone from saying, well, I can just go hire so-and-so over there, is you being so much better than that person. And 90% of it has nothing to do with your technical skill. That's why I harp on this all the time. It has to do with how well you communicate, how easy you are to work with, all those other things. That's what puts you ahead. That's what gives you an advantage. So don't sell yourself short. Now, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life. It's your life, and I, you know, I believe 100% you make your own decisions. You shouldn't buy too much into anyone's advice, including and especially mine. It's your life. But my opinion, if you're wondering, (laughs) is that I do think it is a bit of a waste of time for you to spend your time and your talent making someone else wealthy and successful, building their dream. Now, that doesn't mean for periods of time, it doesn't make sense for you to do something like that, maybe to learn something or maybe to just, you know, you just need the cash flow, whatever. You got to make those decisions. But long term, I feel like it's a better use of your time to be building your own thing, your own business, your own career. And that's why I'm such a big proponent of freelancing. That's why I talk about it all the time. That's why I do a segment on it like this every Thursday. Because with freelancing, you control your own destiny. You call the shots. You decide what you make. You decide when you work. You decide what you work on. You decide who you work with. You have control. You're not beholden to some boss or somebody who's calling all the shots and telling you what to do. You get to decide all that stuff. And more importantly, you're working on making yourself wealthy and successful and building something long-term for you, not accomplishing someone else's dream. You are, in a way, because you're helping them with that project. 
But long term, you're not spending your life investing into their dream. You're spending your life investing into yours. And personally, I think that's a better approach. Now, look, it doesn't matter if you've tried this before. I know a lot of people have tried this. They've been burned. They didn't like it. So It doesn't matter if you've tried it and you didn't have success because it's just like learning code. It takes a minute. It takes some time. You weren't able to sit down and write code just off the top of your head the first time you tried it. You had to learn some things. You had to invest some time in it. It got hard at moments. It's the same thing. You have to understand freelancing, selling your services, it's a totally different skill. Your skill as a coder has zero to do with your skill as a freelancer and being able to sell your services. Nothing to do with it. They're two different skill sets. One's football and one's basketball. Sure, maybe there's some crossover on a very, very base level, but you got to learn the skills to be a good freelancer. And I know because I've seen it that there's plenty of non-developer gurus out there that are giving bad advice for developers. That doesn't mean it's bad advice in general, and that doesn't apply to certain industries and so forth. But it's advice that doesn't work for developers. And they wouldn't know that because they're not developers. So it's not your fault. It's not your fault if you've listened to them and you've struggled. I admit I've, I, I read a ton of stuff, especially in the freelancing world. I, from everybody, I go through it, I parse through it. And a lot of them make a really good case. They have all these big numbers and stuff that they can show you. They make a good case until you actually try what they advise. Then you realize it doesn't work. Not for you as a developer. It's different. And that's the thing I think that I understand because I'm a developer, because I've done freelance web development, that a lot of other kind of general freelancing gurus don't really get. They'll tell you, oh, it's no different. Human nature is this. It is. It is. Be a developer. Try it for a while. You'll see. It's different. There's some reasons why, but I'm not going to get into that in this particular episode. We can do that another time. But it's different. You have to learn things that are specific to you as a developer. And so I want to help you with that. So that's why I recorded a four full 40 minute or so video on what to do to get started for you as a developer. The, th- the steps that if I were to go back and start from scratch that I would do to have success as quickly as possible. And these are things that I have talked about before, certainly, but I don't think I've ever put in this kind of this concise step-by-step approach to it and shown that to you. And it's something that I don't, again, I see people talk about different parts of it, but I don't see them actually just lay it out and say, do this, do this, do this, do this. Just like a roadmap of how to get started and get going. And so this is how you can start your own little empire. You can start working on your long-term success, building your long-term dream. 
creating your long-term lifestyle as opposed to building someone else's. Now, if that sounds like something that you would like to learn, then you can get access to that video as a supporting listener of the John Morris Show on Patreon. Now, look, I know I mention this all the time, but I really want to reward the people who are helping support the show, helping allow me con- to to continue to do this because I do still do freelance work off and on, but I really would love to focus all my time on it and energy on helping you. And so, as you know, I pr- I've promoted different affiliate courses and so forth in the past, and that's part of what I do, and that's fine. But I'd really like to to develop a core group of people who want this information, who are really serious about this and really want to go for it, and me be able to focus all my time and energy on helping those people. And so that's why I've started this over on Patreon. And this month's exclusive Patreon-only course is the video that I've been talking about, this 40-minute video that really just walks you step-by-step through what to do. Just do this. And so I'm putting the final touches on editing it, and I'm going to be uploading it here very soon. So if you want it, you want to make sure and get on as a supporting listener over on Patreon. You can go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Sign up there, and when I release that course, you'll have access to it. Plus, as you noticed, all my tech tutorials, the source code is now over there on Patreon. All the source code that I've released in the past is over on Patreon. Source code that is only available for a fee is on Patreon. Plus, you get priority access to my Q&A sessions that I do every week for this show. So I answered those questions first. And actually, I have a number of questions I may not even have any room to answer questions that weren't from Patreon. Eventually, that's what's going to happen. So if you want access to the courses, you want the source code, and you want to be able to ask questions and make sure they get answered, then consider becoming a supporting listener at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it uh, and love you forever (laughs) if you did that. All right, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Again, thanks for listening. If you like the show, I'd appreciate it if you'd give it a like. And if you'd share it with someone who you think could learn from today's episode, I'd appreciate that as well. All right, thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.